0: You're listening to Speak Loud, resilient stories of triumph and hope, helping you to turn your past into fuel for your best future. Here's your host, founder of the 501c3 Share, providing resource and support for trauma victims, and a survivor herself, Tiffany Barnes. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Speak Loud loud podcast as always i'm your host tiffany barnes and thank you for joining me here today i have a lovely guest in store his name is jimmy clare i mean i couldn't mess that up right (laughs) jimmy clare he is a motivational speaker an autism advocate an author and founder of crazyfitnessguy.com is that correct that's your website yep but before he started his career as a speaker, it was a bumpy road when he was younger. Jimmy was born on October 9th. Your birthday's coming up. I didn't even realize that. It's coming up right around the corner.
1: I feel and- old.
0: <laughs> hey, I just turned 40, so I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> in, uh, he was born in Milburn, New Jersey. After the birth of Jimmy, doctors told Jimmy's parents that he would not be able to walk without braces or crutches. His family took him home and loved him for who he is, but he was bullied in school from elementary school all the way up to high school. He then stood up to the bullies and got some of them expelled. Can't wait to hear more about that. He went through nine ear surgeries, three surgeries in just one day, one for six wisdom teeth, two moles, and the last ear surgery that made that number nine. He just kept proving people wrong with his perseverance time and time again. On top of those obstacles, though, he lives with spinal stenosis every day. Did I say that right? Yep. And for those that don't know what spinal stenosis is, it's where the spine is pressing tight on the spinal cord, which makes it hard for him to turn his head from left to right or up and down. Without further ado, please welcome the amazing Jimmy Clare.
1: Well, I'm not that amazing, but
0: you are amazing. That's why I, I said, come on the Speak Loud podcast. You've got an awesome message. You've overcome so much in your life thus far. You're also a student in college, right? You just were telling me your your mate. What was your major?
1: Uh, it's, my major is media studies. And uh, they it seems like my college has kind of shoved the uh, video production along with my with my uh, major, and I, I, I can see the pros and cons of it. To just get a good feel of basic video editing, to see how it's done. But twenty hours a week, I should keep getting paid for this. <laughs> think... It was like, if it was maybe like five, six. Okay, twenty. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm done.
0: I think every college student feels the same way you do. They should be getting paid for it rather than paying for it. Right. So, but before we move on, I want to talk about this one question. The main question I ask every guest, what are you here to speak loud about?
1: Uh, I want to speak a lot about my, how, just tell the naysayers that they really, really stink. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. So you've been bullied a lot. Uh, Obviously, you have some physical challenges, but you also are dealing with autism, which is actually pretty prevalent in people and they may not know it. You know, there's lots of people that have autism out there, never been diagnosed anywhere on the spectrum. So if we may, let's talk about that part of your life first and then let's get into some of the physical things that you're dealing with. As far as autism goes, has it made it difficult for you in your life, in school, um, in your personal relationships? Let's get into that a little bit.
1: Yeah. So it has affected me a lot in life in um, many ways and others. The first way that affected me was uh, I, I didn't reach my milestones as a kid. And so I basically had people literally point it and just gave me uh, my parents. like, oh, he's not going to be able to read higher than a second grade level. And clearly they were wrong because I'm in college now. So I
0: was like, <laughs> right. oh,
1: screw your data. Uh I was like, your data might point one thing, but you completely missed. Uh then there, but then uh, one of the other things. I mean, and then I was, and I, I don't like how people are giving people their set milestones because I would love to, I would love to be able to ask one somebody who knows all those about those milestones. Did you reach your milestones? Because you know, it's like, I feel like we're just setting up us already up for failing because like oh, yeah, um, Jimmy didn't know how to walk. He didn't know how to read. He didn't know how to do this at a certain age. Yeah, but it doesn't mean I can't learn it. Maybe it took me a a few years to figure stuff out, but I was like, I wouldn't say I'm stupid, but, you know, one way for a funny story. One of the things that made me... how I got to walking was I saw one of the ice cream vendors on the street when I was a kid. And it's like, I want ice cream. And I just ran after it. My parents like, that's all it took I was to get ice cream. I was like, I'm a smart kid.
0: <laughs> You're like, hey, if I want something, I can definitely move, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah. And and I wasn't even crawling either. I would I just just stood up and was like, ice cream. I mean, I didn't even say that, but (laughs) in my mind, it's like I really want to say ice cream, but I I don't. I I didn't know how to. I didn't speak. I didn't. I didn't know how to speak back then very well. Like I pointed to everything and called a ba like I was a sheep. Okay. And but one of the things my I always like to tell the story and because I, I find it true. That one of my mom's friend's husband, uh, who was going for chemotherapy when I was back in New Jersey, and uh, when he was alive, he was in, he told my mom's like, "Don't worry about Jimmy not ever uh, talking at the moment because later in life he'll never shut up." And he was right. <laughs> I haven't shut up since.
0: Well, you know that Einstein didn't talk, I think, till he was like five years old and he's Mm. a genius, you know? So it's like I see what you're saying about the milestones. I guess you go to the doctor and they say, oh, you're in the X, Y, Z present or percentile, not percentile, percentile, you know, as far as growth. And then they say, well, you should be at this sort of reading level or maybe you need to be in resource classes or things of that nature. Right. And so we kind of put a label and a a measurement on everything is what I hear you saying. And that's kind of what happened to you a lot growing up
1: in school. Yeah. And then, and then fast forward a little bit, uh, teachers told my parents I wouldn't be able to read higher than a second grade level. I was in third grade. What level do you want me to be reading at? Mm. And it's like, and like, there's not a big, there's not a big difference between uh, like the second grade level and the third grade level. It, it, it's, it's literally one, one year difference. And, and I was like, I'm not really that far behind, am I? I was like, do you want me to be being at a fifth grade level and third grade or what?
0: Do you remember these conversations taking place during that time in your life? Or is this something your parents told you about?
1: My parents told me about it only because... I didn't really give a crap what anybody said back then. All I thought was, was when can I go home and when can I get the hell out of school?
0: Okay. So you weren't a huge fan of school.
1: No. Uh, And the reason why I was not a big, huge fan of school is because these people, I feel like some of my I'm not gonna name any of the schools because I thought I'd get sued. Uh but one of but I feel like some I just felt like my like my school district was just kind of out to get me for most of well uh, pretty much my whole schooling. Mm-hmm. And because I was different, they I don't think that I didn't feel like they like people who are different from um, them. And one of the things that they, well, many of the things that they did, uh, they suspended me uh, for uh, throwing a pencil across the room. And this was like, I think, in fourth grade. And I was like, doesn't every kid at least throw a pencil in their life?
0: Like, did you hit somebody with this pencil or you just threw a pencil in general?
1: I think I threw a pencil just literally across the room.
0: Okay, and they expelled you, and then how did your parents react to that? Or suspended
1: me, and or
0: suspended you.
1: And uh, and then and one of the things that the after I got suspended, the school went to my parents, and I think if I was a parent and I uh, and I was told to do this, what I'm going to tell you next was. They they want me to get evaluated by uh, therapists to say I'm deemed uh, dangerous to society. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, just for throwing a pencil. And and probably wasn't just because of that. I maybe said a few things that I probably shouldn't have, but I was very pissed off uh, at One at my school district and this was like in elementary school where I started to be very pissed off at them but then one of the ironic parts is they wanted me to be deemed as dangerous to society know what they did to me they uh they used restraint against uh, um used restraint uh on me and what they did, they wrapped their, my arms in front of me and pulled from behind. And that's currently illegal in 20 states. I don't know what happened to the other 30. I think they all fell asleep. Uh, but uh, but uh, restraining is very, very dangerous and should be illegal all around the world. But my, my point is, though, they want me to be deemed as dangerous. Uh, they should look in the mirror, drawing a pencil and saying a few uh, stuff I shouldn't have said, versus you're already using something dangerous. So. Uh, yeah, it seems
0: like maybe when you were growing up, the autism was not maybe as accepted maybe is the word I'm looking for. Like a lot of people who tune into this podcast have been through trauma, specifically abuse, where if you look the eighties and nineties, it was more swept under the rug than it is now, right? There's some, there's more awareness of it. There's more resources out there. And I kind of feel that's the same way with autism these days is there's a lot more awareness to it, acceptance of it and uh, resources out there. Would you agree?
1: I agree. And And yeah, I definitely agree on that And there's a lot more people accepting You still get a few here and there who doesn't accept But I was like, I don't care Am I ever going to talk to them again? Probably never
0: (laughs) Sure So you had bullies Let's talk about that for a little bit Uh, Bullying is a huge thing right now going on in schools Oftentimes resulting in suicide in very young age It's an epidemic really uh, as far as your bullies go, I know you were able to get some of them expelled. But how how did you first react to people bullying you? Were they bullying you because of your autism? Because you were a little different uh, than them? You know what? How did that go down for you in a young
1: age? To be honest, I don't know why they bullied me. I didn't quite ask them. Uh, sure. I was just really pissed off. It first started with uh, two people on a bus well, I mean, two twins on a bus, and then they were just asking me questions that I didn't have answers to. And and they already knew the answers, but they wanted to see if I knew it. And and I felt very stupid because I was in special education. I didn't tell them that, of course. I mean, I didn't even know what special education was back then. Sure. I was just put in a classroom and was like, is every classroom like this size? I don't know. My mind should pass in my fourth grade. And then and then it started, and then and then the next set of bullies was just like two girls on the bus who kept on kicking the back of my seat, which is annoying. And me and my friend, we in elementary school, we we were uh there was these things called safeties on the bus just to keep everybody from standing around while the bus is moving. And so we, we decided, Hey, we're going to go uh, apply to get this position because maybe we, we, uh, we will get some respect and we, and people will listen. We were wrong. We went, we wanted to be fired right after the first day of the, on the job, because it sucked. Oh, wow. We, we got the opposite of respect. We got, uh we literally got if you thought uh getting uh your chair kicked on the bus uh once in a blue moon on the bus uh it it happened pretty much like a daily like i think four times is worse than that than what we had and i was like oh this totally sucks sure But, but fast forward to uh Middle school, that became kind of a, I'm going to use a phrase called uh, war zone, like a war zone. And and the reason why I say that is because uh, the next two bullies started uh, slapping the back of my neck. And because there's some, I'm going to use the word idiot because... uh, uh, somebody created this game before I even got into middle school, and it's a very sick game. And I'm not, I'm not, and don't ask me. Uh, somebody just referred it to as a game, and it's not really a game. Um, but basically, and I, and I don't know the point of it at all. But it was supposed that they slapped people's back of the necks all over the school, and then the hallways. And it became dangerous for me because if I got severe whiplash in my neck or a, or a sudden jolt the wrong way, I can be paralyzed for the rest of my life. Oh wow! And and another and to bring up the second reason why I hated my school was I took this one principal who I call Mr. Wacko a uh, hundred times to figure out oh, bullying does exist here. And I was like, do you think? And I was like, no, I just came to your office to have a chit-chat and with my <laughs> neck hurting all the time, you jackass. But yeah. uh, I didn't save any of those words whatsoever. But
0: <laughs> I, I see. <laughs> I mean, so your physical ability, your it's the spinal stenosis. It's that fragile that if you are slapped on the back of the neck, it could lead to paralyzation for you
1: yeah like multiple it, they were doing multiple times multiple times a day and i was like this is annoyingly crazy I, 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 there was a point where I, I i there was a few times i didn't even, i said to my parents like do i have to go to school and like and i was like well you can tell your grandma that you won't be graduating from high school or middle school and it's like Oh, use the grammar card. I was like, I was like <laughs> can't disappoint grandma. Damn it! <laughs> because so, I would be the only grandchild to not graduate uh, right. public school. I was like, yeah, that's not going to go uh, over very well. And, and you are really close to your grandma. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm, she lives in she's in Chicago, but uh, I mean. Uh, we we always uh, stay in contact somehow either by text message or phone, and um, uh, she always gets me and her like to play a lot of Scrabble to, Scrabble together, and I think she cheats, but uh, I have no proof. <laughs> Is that She's because
0: like, she wins all the time?
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. She's like, I don't cheat. And it's like baloney <laughs> I, like, I was like QI is not a word she's like yes it is I was like in what dictionary the Scrabble dictionary that's fake
0: <laughs> so as far as your physical uh, ailments or disabilities I don't know how you prefer I, I refer to it challenges um, did you begin to walk maybe later in life or um, are you are you in a wheelchair currently like what is no, the
1: situation I've I have never had braces or crutches. And, but yeah, uh, yeah, I never had braces or crutches. I did break my uh, left arm before, but uh, Mm. that kind of sucked. But uh, I didn't, it wasn't me who did it. when i was in elementary school and this happened in elementary school i was playing uh, basketball on the it was a uh, uh, blacktop pavement and and i fell down and somebody actually came and uh, actually stepped on my writ, on my whole arm and broke it and it was like ow at first yeah. i was just uh just like was swollen and i just thought like um maybe I, it just hurts a little bit let me put some ice on it yes i went to the doctor uh, a few days later i was like yep you broke it it's like great
0: oh wow so with your spinal stenosis, though, are you able to drive? Because you I mentioned in your bio, like you can't turn your head left or right or up and down very well. So does that pose a challenge for you to be able to drive or do you have a driver's license?
1: I do have a driver's license. I can drive. Uh I was hesitant to uh do my do my uh, get my license license. I didn't get it until I think I was 20, maybe 24. I don't think twenty four. I, I think I say twenty, and the reason I waited that long was because, well, I I didn't have a car, and I I wasn't even looking for a car, but uh, I I didn't, yeah, I just didn't really have any place to really to uh, to go to, <laughs> so I was like, okay, where am I going? Uh, <laughs> so it kind of, so one one of my so but to but for the driving, I actually have this uh clip-on mirror that basically is like not even the standard width, it's wider uh-huh. so you can see all the blind spots and everything. It's like I oh, think okay. they make this thing standard for cars.
0: Oh yeah. Are you talking about the rear view mirror? Uh yeah. Oh, okay. Wow, that's great. So that makes it so you don't have to try to turn your head to see who's in your blind spots or behind yeah. you
1: or and anything like I, that. Now I, and
0: now they have backup cameras too. Like I don't know if your car has a backup camera when you're trying to back out.
1: Well, the, the new car I'm looking at, the Ford Bronco, uh, it, it comes with the backup cameras, and it's like, and I had this old Nissan, uh, and I'm not going to say what happened to it, but there's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a whole nother crazy story for another time, but there's one uh, of, but uh, compare, I was looking at this Nissan Sport, which I, I kind of, I liked Nissan at first when I first had my brother's car from I used in college and whatnot, but I didn't, uh, but uh, the Nissan Sport that I was looking at, it didn't come with anything whatsoever, anything. Everything was just extra. And then when I looked at the Ford Bronco uh, and, and saw so, everything that came with, and it was like, yes, please. And it came <laughs> with the backup camera, the, the Nissan Sport. that's was like, oh, that's extra. Screw you, that's extra. Then so, that's I was like, for the amount of money that cars are costing these days, that should be included.
0: Sure. Yeah. I bet that helps significantly for you to be able to look behind you when you're, you know, you're backing out.
1: Yeah. So I I still, I still look and whatnot because not everything is accurately, but sure. it, it still helps because like, if I'm on a highway, I was like, oh, that guy's right in my blind spot. Oh, hi. I can see you.
0: Yeah. So being in college now, where are you going? You're going to Penn state or where are you going?
1: Uh, I am not saying,
0: Oh, okay. You don't need to say, uh, but how far along are you in college? Are you still working on your bachelor's or are you beyond that and working on a master's?
1: I'm on my associates. I went okay. to, I took three years off after graduating high school. I started late. I jumped five different majors and, and my, it drove my parents nuts. And I said to them, I was like, hey, at least I'm not doing it in four-year school. And, <laughs> uh, and, and I wanted to know, I wanted to try something out. So I got to sit, dip my toe a little bit in game design. And when I found out about game design, we uh, literally got hired to work at EA of making grass. I was like, yeah, that's not for me. And I was like, imagine working nine to five every single day making grass no thank you
0: for video games wow yeah
1: and it's like boy I quit <laughs> and, and, and I mean I, I don't give up but that just sounds so boring it's like if I got to be like a mom like a, a community event manager in the game that would be fun but sure. but that that was just like that just turned me off it's like I could literally be put on a game depending on the company, just to, um, make grass. No. And then I tried web design and I like, I liked it, but I didn't like my, how my professor could easily take his glasses off and literally, uh, figure out where the error is coming from because i can never find out why this is broke what what happened and i was like that's like finding waldo in the stupid where's waldo and like this is not fun and so i was glad that i got the basics of some of the stuff just to see how it worked but i was like not for me and even though i come from around from my uh a technology background. My my dad taught me stuff. My brother taught me stuff. Now I've learned a lot. And now both of them come to me for different stuff. And it's like, oh, I shouldn't never done it. But <laughs> and, so are
0: are you go ahead, sorry.
1: Uh but uh one I was gonna say my uh but then I, and then I was going into a, a personal training for school but then, math and science do not work. Uh, does not work with my brain well, and not because I'm stupid. I like I can learn the math, but the problem is for me is uh, I had this one science professor. Not going to name any names, but I he if he told you to study part A on the test, A wasn't on the test, and I'm like but how do I study for the test?" And I'm not kidding when he said this. He was just like, you should just know the bones on the body. Yes, I'm Google. I can program my brain to know everything about the whole human body. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I, so after that, I was like, okay. I got, I, I don't know how far I got, in, I forgot how far I got in personal training. I think I got a few classes on. my about like nutrition, uh, yoga, weightlifting. I think there was like another one or two. I forget. It's on my. Uh, it's on my. All my classes I took so far, but I, uh, I'm not going to pull it up. But I, I didn't. But that turned me off of personal training because the science was just really, I need to know the grooves on the bones? And it's like, I'm not becoming a uh, a surgeon. Oh, come on. It's like it's like, I can see, oh, you should, you should know the biceps and the shoulders and whatnot, but I shouldn't have to know, oh, what's this little groove on here? And what's this? And for the test, it wasn't a written test. He, wanted, he uh, made us look at the different bones. And it's like, what bone is this? And I was like, I don't know, a bone.
0: <laughs> so let's fast forward into now you're called the crazy fitness guy and you've got this healthy living podcast. What made you decide to become the crazy fitness guy? And also what made you start the podcast?
1: Well, so basically uh, the reason why I, uh, why I crazy called uh, cr- a crazy, crazy Fitness Guy was because, uh, it, well, first it was gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna be another health and wellness website to create workout videos. But then when I got into media studies, I knew I had to sort of rebrand, but I didn't wanna get rid of the name because it was just catchy. And then I registered for a trademark. I was like, I'm not throwing a thousand bucks at the window. Because mm-hmm. uh, I just don't do that. Uh, but one of, th- but and and so then I create the website to kind of help me to become a better writer. So I write my own articles. I have some guest articles, but uh, a lot of it's written by me. A good portions written by me, and other portions written by guests. Uh, but then I created the podcast because I got, I wouldn't say I got tired of writing, but I was like, how can I go another step further to keep on producing more content, but in a different way? And I thought, and then when I, after I got my, done my very, very first podcast interview, and that was like 138 up. 138 guest appearances uh, earlier. Uh, I I found a name of a podcast hosting company. I was like, hey, I should go do it because I basically got served on the silver platter. I like, hey, here's the name of a hosting company. Go try it. And I was like, hmm, I don't have a good excuse not to try it now. So I decided to try it. And I've been up, and the podcast has been up and running for two years. Crazy Fitness Guy's been around for five. And after doing a lot of stuff on Zoom with classes and whatnot, I got tired of uh, doing everything on Zoom. So I decided to go on to live streaming.
0: Mm, okay. So, uh,
1: just to keep myself challenged and everything else. And you know, some people might say, isn't that a little too much? Well, when you spread stuff out a little bit, once the live streams is weekly, the podcast is monthly, my new posts are monthly, only because I got tired of writing every single week and not not seeing the results I wanted to see. So I thought, let me try something new for the last few months of the year and Mm -hmm. go into next year, see how that works and try for a year because I tried the other way for three years. It worked for a certain point and then I lost some of the uh, readers and other things and it kind of put me in a damper mood so then I was like, well, instead of throwing everything out the window which I sometimes want to do I decide hey, let's try this. Can't hurt.
0: Sure. I love that you're optimistic, though. Like you want to give up, but you don't. You persevere. You are the definition of perseverance and resilience. And with this Healthy Living podcast, how many episodes have you recorded?
1: Uh, I've you you may think this is weird for only being around for two years, but it's I really I only published 30, I like to say 37. I think 37. I hope it's 37.
0: And what do you talk about on your podcast?
1: Uh, I talk about uh, autism, fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, self care, self help, managing stress, manu- managing stress, if I can even talk. Uh, <laughs> But I have different guests who've been on—authors, uh, other business owners, uh, motivational speakers, uh, nutritionists, etc. And and I, I have I've I've had a lot of great guests on, and and I I find. I think what keeps me going though is when people are coming on this stuff and saying, Hey, this is really helpful. I didn't know about this. You taught me something new. And I even had a few people who teach special education actually reach out and said, Hey, I was like, this is really helpful. I it's like, can I share it with my other teacher friends? And it's like, absolutely. And this keeps me going. And even though that the numbers sometimes go well, has been going down. I mean, not on the podcast, but on the on the website visitors and when. There's days where it's really, really hard, but then there's other days where I'm like, I'm gonna overcome a lot of this, and sure. in the end, I'm like, yep, I'm gonna i I to be honest, I've reached a lot of my goals. Uh, like on my background, as you see, I was featured in New York City, Times Square. Uh I've been featured on a news platform. Maybe not set not maybe not a huge big one like uh the other news platforms, but as a still something.
0: Yeah. Uh, I've,
1: I've been featured in Autism Parenting magazine, which is an national international pop, uh magazine. So so then I even got like two and a half pages in their magazine. And I was like, wow, I, wish, I thought they were like edit it, maybe like to get to down to like a page and a half, but two and a half pages. Holy crap. Thank you.
0: Yeah. That's a huge accomplishment. So what do you think is going to be on your radar for the next five years?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I'm hoping to, what I really hope to do is to, travel around the world to be able to speak on large stages, even though I haven't spoken on a, even on on a st- on a physical stage yet. Uh, I mean I've I spoken twice in person. And even though that might seem a little low, it's when I I started speaking uh, my motivational speaking journey and autism advocacy basically at the height of the pandemic, I have really great peckable timing. <laughs> and and then basically what happened so then everything went online. And then I um, moved out and basically was online for with everything. So I decided to just con- uh so then everything came online. I began, so I was like, "How else can I get my message out here?" So I just decided to jump on every single podcast and the VR I can get. And 130 episodes later, I'm like, "This is fun." And people's like, "But isn't that a lot of work?" And my like, there's times where I I had I remember I remember I had three guest appearances in one day, and my mom's like, "Isn't that too many?" no none of my stuff is ever repeated <laughs> and it's like yeah the story is kind of the same but then they're like i might cut out a chunk i might do this phrase it differently so it's never the same mold so <laughs> you like re- mold.
0: you really like being on podcasts so 130 plus times you've been interviewed on podcasts now you've been published in various magazines and platforms you got a lot going for you. I think that's awesome. Let's say somebody that's tuning in wants to number one, listen to your podcast or find you on social media. Do you have a social media page or also a website?
1: That's funny how you say, do you have a social media page? I'm literally (laughs) on a hundred plus different platforms between me and crazy fitness guy. Okay. And I was like, you know, I was telling somebody this in my karate class, like before the class started, and it's like, how many times he's just like, so what platforms are you on? And it's like, I'm everywhere, literally everywhere. He's <laughs> like, when you discover some automation tools to uh to, to do some stuff for you, to schedule stuff out you don't give a crap anymore. You know, like, oh, this platform goes here. Oh, I can connect here to here, to here, here. Oh, perfect. There's only one free plan. Oh, okay. Well, let me just do this, connect this platform. Oh, I get 10 posts a month. Oh, well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it just <laughs> works. Awesome.
1: And so I was like, okay, I'll go with it. And, uh, sure. And so basically the best way to to find me is go to crazy because my profiles are there. Sure, it will it will only have like a select few because that's what's in, integrated with my platform, but literally just Google Jimmy Claire or Crazy Fitness Guy, you'll see pretty much everything. And yeah, I might have gone a little overboard
0: so in other words you're very easy to find which that's great
1: yeah. a couple
0: other things before we move on to 20 questions because unfortunately we're running out of time here today mm. uh i know save me uh, for-, for
1: my video production
0: <laughs> the first question i have for you is what do you know for sure
1: uh can you repeat that
0: what do you know for sure
1: uh That autism is not a disease and it does not need to be cured.
0: Okay. So what what can we do as a society if we're not educated about autism? Where can we find more information or educate ourselves so that we can understand better and accept?
1: So my two favorite resources, and I'm going to say two, and I mean, there's more than two out there, but my personal two favorite, because even though I'm autistic and I live an autistic life, I'm still learning a lot about it, only because you know my parents never told me, like when I was younger, "Oh, you're autistic and you're you're weird" or whatever. They sure. just treated me like any son or, or or any kid that they. I mean, any. They just treated me like a normal human being. They didn't treat me like, "Oh, he's nailing from outer space." They got me the help that I needed, but the, but they didn't like. They didn't say, "Oh, you're going here because of your autistic." You're just you're going here because we told you to go here. We we bring you <laughs> anyway, and we yeah. brought you here. And my brother, he never treated me differently. When his friends came over, his friends didn't treat me differently. They messed around with me and annoyed the heck out of me many times. And me and him got on each other's nerves. My grandma never treated me differently. Basically, I don't don't think my parents even used the word autism unless they know that I was out of earshot and where I can hear it. And even if I even heard it back then, I wouldn't even know what it was. And it's like, who's autistic? Who's the, well, what's autism? (laughs) Yeah. But But my two sources I go to that I personally like is Autism Society. And I... And the other one, what was the other one? Oh, and uh, Autism Parody Magazine. Uh, not because they featured me or whatnot in their magazine, but because uh, they have good resources, and I find that their stuff is very, and, and this is just my opinion, I find it accurately, and they don't have any um and you know, like autism speaks where they want to cure it. And because for a long time and it's still there, it just hidden in plain sight. If you but they, their message is still like, we need to cure this disease. It's like it's not even a disease. You can't even wake up with autism. You might be able to you might be diagnosed later on with autism if you if you choose to find that diagnosis and whatnot, but you you just don't wake up with it. Oh, I'm, I'm autistic today.
0: Yeah, it's something that you're born with. Yeah. So uh, tell me this. What are you hoping the listener is going to take away from our conversation today?
1: Don't let, labels, uh, don't let labels define who you are. And it's like, sure, you, I, mean, I mean, like, you can, and like, your title goes with you, your label goes with you, but, you know, you don't have to... It's like, yeah, I'm I'm a motivational speaker, but you know, I don't let it get to my head. You know, I like the sound of it, but you know, I'm not gonna like. Oh, I'm gonna wear a name tag and say like, I'm a motivational speaker. <laughs> Just to shove it into the world. It's like, uh, and but basically, don't let the naysayers or labels bring you down, because. I, I, I saw this post on Facebook and I really like it. Is that it's something went along the way. Is like, I think, well, I'm going to only phrase one is like, as was like, when you grinding out the work, people's like, Oh, do you do anything else? But then when you accomplish your goals, people's like, Hey, I seen you somewhere and they're going to be jealous.
0: Yep. yep. It takes hard work to get to where you want to be. That's for sure. So, uh, okay, finally, I wanna run into what I like to call twenty questions
1: That's so
0: I know uh, choose a number between one and twenty
1: uh nine.
0: What was your favorite show as a kid, and why?
1: Is that a trick question?
0: No, it's not
1: <laughs> uh, well, one of my favorite shows is. Well, I mean, I think was my first favorite show ever was Avatar The Last Airbender.
0: Okay. I've never heard of it.
1: Do you live under a rock?
0: I must. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't know how much older I am than you, but I grew up in like, you know, uh, a different, I grew up in the 80s, you know, early 80s. So I don't think that kind of stuff was around. Okay so there you go and what kind of a show was it was it like an anime show
1: anime and it was on Nickelodeon okay and uh well I uh well funny thing about uh what reason why I said that also because I mean it's true it's my favorite show but uh I actually there's a there's a podcast of, uh on it and I actually got invited to uh be a guest on their podcast and it's not just uh and this podcast is not like community based podcast or like some some kind of crazy fan came up with it it's the literally the two voice actors from uh the original one from the original series and the next one from the next series and the two celebrities who host it and so I'm gonna meet my two one to my two favorite celebrities. So I'm awesome. To-
0: Heck yeah when are you doing that?
1: Uh it was supposed to be for next Monday, but then they postponed it till November. And okay. I'm still waiting to here, what date that they're well i'm waiting for them to confirm it if they, they can't confirm it yet because uh november's not right around the corner yet
0: sure <laughs> so. well that'll be so fun that'll be something really fun that you've done and i'm sure you have something to look forward to counting down the days as soon as you find out when it will happen that's really fun
1: yeah, my my friend said to me, "Is like you probably gonna like ask, you probably won't be able to shut up in front of them." And was like, <laughs> "Probably not."
0: Oh, that's awesome! Well, I love that you're out there making things happen, despite what the naysayers may say, and that you are continuing to just persevere and shine a light on autism. It's definitely something that people need to educate themselves on. I myself don't know enough about it. I will admit that. So I'm gonna go check out those two sources that you gave and. And I challenge the listeners to do the same. I mean, um, this this podcast is about speaking loud and speaking up about some important issues. And I think that's something that you've really brought to light today. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And if this message resonated with you guys, share it. Like it, rate it, uh, reach out to Jimmy Clare, find him and uh, shoot him a little message yourself or listen to his podcast, go on to his website, tune into any of these articles that he's been a part of. And uh, we'll continue to see the great things that you're doing, Jimmy. And as always, you are worthy. You are enough. And keep on shining your light. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Speak Loud. If this message resonated with you, please feel free to share it with anyone you feel could use the support to find out more information about share
1: our movement and to join the cause, please visit share the until next time.